Marketing Movement by Refine Labs. All right. Hey, guys. So excited to be doing, I think, all of our uh, first Marketing Movement podcast uh, on the incredibly popular topic right now, TikTok. So I have rounded up myself. I am Allison Lohman, Director of Demand Gen here at Refine Labs, my colleague Ashley, and my colleague Todd. So let's have Todd introduce himself. Probably doesn't need uh, an introduction here. You guys probably know him already uh, on the subject of TikTok, but let's hear uh, a little bit about what you do here at Refine. Yeah, I'm Todd Clauser. I'm a senior marketing brand marketing manager here at uh, Refine Labs, and um, I was brought on to help expand the the social platforms that Refine Labs is is using. Um, the main two being YouTube and TikTok. And then Ashley, let's uh, hear from you. Of course, uh, it's going to be a tough one to follow, but Ashley Lewin here, and I am a director of Demand Gen at Refine Labs. Super excited to start this conversation. Yeah, so let's get right into it. I wanted to just sort of bring us all together and just sort of start by talking about why the time is now for TikTok. Um, I think as marketers, it can be difficult to know when to explore a new channel um, and how to do it strategically, but not so slow that we're overanalyzing every step and not taking advantage. So I thought we could could sort of talk about that. Let's start with Todd, um, maybe orient us in the conversation here. So I think the time is now on TikTok um, for a couple of reasons. Um, one is I think the people that that go into this platform now are setting themselves up for success later. Um, but even more importantly than that, because I think that's a long term mindset that that a lot of people won't have. I think that and and what what I'm trying to prove is like TikTok content performs so well on LinkedIn that even if you don't care about creating like a massive TikTok audience right now, you're probably already playing in this in the LinkedIn space. And by taking advantage of TikTok, you can you can do so much better um, on LinkedIn. And I think it's as simple as like for me personally, like when I'm scrolling through LinkedIn, like I almost get this, um, like this fatigue. Cause it's like, generally it's like text post, text post, text post. And like, I'll read like the first three maybe. And then like, after that, you know, I may read like the first couple lines and like, you get this, like, like this decay rate of like how long through a post I actually get through. And like, I'll, I'll like, I'll like, you know, different posts from like, people that I, I know I like their content, but like, I don't always get through the entire piece of content. Whereas like with a TikTok post, if I'm scrolling through the feed and I see this vertical video, I think one of two things, it's like either a, this is a TikTok and it's going to be good. Or <laughs> like at the very least, it's like, this is, this is like a, it's very authentic because like mm-hmm. someone just, whipped out their phone and like started talking and like there's so I think there's 
it has the ability to stop the scroll better mm-hmm. than anything else. And then at that point, it's just it's as the creator, it's your job to be able to to keep the person engaged. Well, I love that, like taking up the vertical space, like Ashley knows with our clients, we're always mm-hmm. encouraging them to with ads, with paid ads to take up the most space possible. Don't feel constrained by a horizontal image. Go for that square image. And um, now we've got an, even another like medium option in, in that vertical video. So I think that's a really good point, too. Um, and Ashley, I know you've had some conversations with people in your network about TikTok. What is your perspective on the channel? Yeah, so TikTok is fun. Um, like Todd alluded to, now is the time to really jump on. I think there's many brands and companies who really kind of made a name for themselves when Facebook pre-algorithm uh, was out. They really mastered it and they saw success there. Same thing is happening at TikTok on TikTok right now. Uh, the algorithm is still in favor of organically showcasing, you know, creators and brands and uh, whomever is really nailing their content. So I think above and beyond, uh, just to remember that now is the time to really get the reach that you would love um, on a new platform. Uh, and like anything in marketing, the world, business, etc., it's constantly evolving. And this is a channel that has proven it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. It's been here for a while now. Uh, so I think just making sure that you're evolving with the landscape is a huge thing. So uh, you know, there's a space for everyone on TikTok. I think that there's this misconception that uh, it's only a certain demographic or a certain topic. And that's not true. There is literally a niche for every single person there. And a lot of times people are going to TikTok for consumption. And that's a huge thing to know is that they want to consume. They're not trying to aimlessly scroll like they're there for, um, you know, really taking in what you're putting out there. So I think it's a really cool time to really take advantage of these you know, pieces of TikTok. Ashley, that's so funny. It's like typical B2B. We're talking about this channel Mm -hmm. like it just dropped yesterday and it's been (laughs) out for years. Like that is so like could not be more B2B marketing. And that's like what we try to do here at Refine is like really lean into the unknown and kind of like Mm -hmm. trailblaze the unknown, Um, which I think like so for me personally, I think this will lead into kind of our next topic. But if I could wrap up this one, like as a marketer and someone who is trying to grow in my career and I have very you know vocal um, aspirations of being a CMO one day, like whether that's five years, 10 years from now, there's a very high probability that I'll be leading a team that includes a full-time person dedicated to TikTok. And so my objective of getting on the platform now is to learn it, to experiment so that I can pitch it to my clients. Or if I ever go back in house, I can pitch it to my you know executives, my team, I can lead a team and understand what it takes. So I think the the barrier to entry to explore and really understand is is a personal reason why I've um, like kind of like put myself out there and, and jumped into the space. Um, and I think what I want to talk about now, we get this question a lot, like how can we get started on TikTok? Mm-hmm. How does a brand, so not necessarily a personal brand, which we're all very um, kind of comfortable with already, but like how does an employer brand become an advocate for using the channel on TikTok? And so I wanted, Todd, if you could just talk about how we kicked it off at, at Refine Labs. Um, and then Ashley and I can give our perspective of, of the employee side of things. So 
so how we got started. Yeah, for sure. And I think TikTok is it's an uphill battle, like when you're trying to get it launched, just because of the nature of the content you're creating. Um, People like by nature are not comfortable on camera so when you ask people to to, especially in b2b when it's like a a professional space like nobody wants to put themselves out there um i think what you have to do is find the people internally that are willing to do that and the the way we did that here was we basically we ran a competition and uh, that had some some pretty good prizes so there were you know gift cards that were not an insignificant amount um and basically the reason for that like we knew not every single person was just going to go out and like crush tiktok for a for a gift card but what we were trying to do is find these these like champions internally that that would take that on and then once we found those people it's about kind of cultivating it and helping them grow so you know they can use their influence with with internal members on their teams and show the people that they interact with on a regular basis inside the company that yes this platform can help you on your your LinkedIn game, or you can grow a, a big audience on TikTok, the the platform itself, or you know by doing this, you'll be able to have better conversations with with your clients. So like for us, that was the goal, and obviously you two were were two of those champions that you know rose to the top. Um, but like that's that's an ongoing thing though. So like. You know, it's not just like find who's going to do it and then let them go. Like the the purpose of finding those people is so that you can help them to continue to grow, you know, not just now, but like into the future so that they can they can help move the whole company forward. Exactly. And I, I didn't want to spoil the surprise, but yes, that's why we're all three together because <laughs> Ashley and I were the winners of the contest. Um And Ashley, I thought your approach to the contest was really, we actually had different approaches. You Mm -hmm. really experimented with the variety of content. You leaned into trends, trending sounds. Um, I tried to do more mine, like uh, more just like me talking to to a camera. And um, you had a really good LinkedIn post about it, which we'll drop, um, we can drop links to in, in this. But I thought maybe you could share some of your learnings. I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, I think when you're starting off on TikTok, you need to come to it with an experimental mindset uh, because you're not going to know what hits well with your audience. So there's different ways you can approach TikTok, just like there is many different ways to approach creative. Uh, You can take it as, Allison, as you were saying, more of kind of like that educational talking to the camera angle, which a lot of people are doing on TikTok. I think that's super powerful. And then there's also on the other flip side, there's a lot of people who are taking more of the like trending sounds kind of... um, like fun play to TikTok and really leaning into that. I don't think that there is a great like one or the other until you test it. You need to test it with your, you know, your message, your brand and your audience and you'll figure out what works. Like you'll find your sweet spot. Uh, I think it's a constant, you know, 
testing and a hypothesis and gathering results to figure out what works. Uh, for some people, it's I've seen something where trending sounds, you overlay for seven seconds and then you overlay your content and people have seen huge results with that. That's the next experiment I want to try. Uh, and then also pair it with very similar content. That would be me just you know talking to the camera. Take back those results, see what works, and also see what feels good as your brand, like what feels like a good brand fit. And I think you'll figure out which element to take. I love that. And then Ted, of course, you're kind of pioneering, like I think uh, unofficially, you know, trying to grow B2B talk as a legitimate <laughs> like hashtag, but also like a legitimate form of um, educational entertainment. Like we haven't found the right word. Is it infocation, edutainment? We don't know. Um, but I thought you could talk about like the inspiration for things like the remote office um, or, you know, if sales and marketing were a married couple, like what's your objective behind that type of content? Um, the well, first, first, I'll tell you the the inspiration for it, because I, the, the inspiration and the objective are, are two different things. Um, I think a lot the the big mistake that a lot of people make specifically in B2B when they go on to TikTok is they try to find every other B2B person on TikTok and like stay within that that mm -hmm. lane. Like a lot of people will tell you and, and I may have been guilty of, of even saying this at one point in time is like find the people in your niche and like resist any urge to watch anything else until you train the algorithm that like that's what you want. Um, and I think that's a I think that's bad advice because the inspiration for like everything that I've done has come outside of, of B2B. There's so many good creators on TikTok that you can learn from that you would never like if, if you followed those best practices, like you would never get those learnings. So like that's where the inspiration came from. Um, and the reason I chose like two pillars was for the same reason. Like when you go and you look at these really good like people that are, are doing really well on the platform and then you actually like look at their the the entire library of what they do, you'll find that most of them have like between two and four like content themes or pillars, but you don't get served all of those. Like for for example, um, there's a there's an account that a lot of people are probably familiar with. She's like one of the the biggest ones on there. It's called Call Me Chris, and like she does these like um, like oldest child, middle child, youngest child like etches, which is like what gets served to me. So like that's what I know her for. But like if you go and you look at her her like the the entire library you see that she's got like three or four different pillars and like TikTok, the algorithm is so good, not just at serving you on like an account level, but like the actual type of content that you enjoy from a specific account, which is, which is why it's important to have different pillars. Cause like the remote office might get served to, to you, but you don't really like that. You've never really engaged with like the, if marketing did stuff. And but, you know, Ashley might like the if marketing did stuff, but doesn't really like the remote office. It's a way to kind of like diversify your your audience with these different content pillars. So that's kind of like where the inspiration came for the, the content that I'm creating and how I've kind of, you know, attacked the the strategy behind it. Um, 
And I forget part two of the question. <laughs> Todd, I really liked how you mentioned, you know, going into it, you're going to be tempted to look up your competitors or anyone else that's, you know, in your space and kind of copy and paste that into your strategy. But I think something very important to remember for all social media channels is you need to consume it first. So you need to be good at consuming the channel and understanding the channel and then using that, those findings and those insights to form your own creation. So knowing how people are using TikTok personally, because ultimately you want you want your content to be consumed. So knowing those kind of like um, hits or however you want to say, I think is super critical. So making sure you don't do a copy and paste and um, just see what's resonating on the channel in general. Yeah, for sure. A couple other things to hit on from the, the how Refine Labs sort of uh, championed this foray into TikTok and, and really empowered their employees to try this channel. It's really no different if you've been following our content. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you have, and you know that we're very big proponents of giving employees the space and the freedom to use these channels as part of their job. And I think one of the other things that Todd and the larger marketing team here did really well is they didn't put these massive constraints on us. There was no like, you need to share refined lab content. You need to, um, you know, talk about these five topics that are, you know, the refined labs, um, kind of content pillars, it really gave us the space to, to like talk about why we're experts. And I think brands can do this too. Your employees don't have to be talking about your company. They need to be establishing themselves as experts. And that's what's going to get them a following, which will naturally sort of like tie back to your brand. The other thing too, that um, the company did well, I think is we have Todd, who's really dedicated to this, like this is his project of Refine Labs, his, um, you know, what his day to day is. So we have him at, to, to go to as a resource if we have questions or like need, you know, need advice. Um, but he's also leading by example and creating this content himself. And then our executives are also creating content. And so I think when it when the leadership can can do it from the top down, you feel as an employee less afraid to take that jump or take that risk. Um, so those are just some tips I think I learned as being the employee that I felt like I could I could enter this space and be supported by my colleagues in doing so. And I think that's a that's a good point to make. Um, a couple people have actually asked me like how do you get people to create content for you and then like how do you collect that and post it like I, I think what's going to make a brand successful on this isn't just just TikTok but any corporate brand on social media is not not using your your employees as like the how do I say this like instead of like me coming to you and saying, Allison or Ashley, like, I need you to film a video for me, drop it in this Google drive, send it to me. And then I'm going to post it on refined labs. We're using the, ref the refined labs channel to help build the personal brand of all of our employees. So it's like, it it's more of an aggregate of all of your personal content. And the beauty of TikTok is like, I don't need to go and you don't need to go and drop it in a, a Google drive for me or anything. I can literally like go to your account, save the video. It has your watermark on it and I can tag you. So 
you know, as a, as a creator, as an employee, like the goal of the company is to like empower you to continue to create content. And then like, yes, we will benefit from it as a company, but like you're, you're getting that same benefit as the employee. It's kind of a win win for both. Absolutely. And I think like that can be a great like employer perk and benefit to offer their employees is like, we will support your personal brand building. Like we are your biggest champion in rising to a successful place in your career. Um, especially in like today's recruiting market is, is so challenging. I think brands that, that, innovate and they're they're not afraid like they trust their employees they're not afraid that their employees are going to misuse this channel or any channel and they empower them that's just a great way to flip it so i thought we could kind of end today um i'm a big fan of like just talking about like where we see the future of this channel um like the future of tiktok especially you know when it comes to like b2b brands or content creators that are in like the b2b marketing sales space um any like crazy we'll call them predictions um kind of like things that that you've seen or or you think might be sort of up and coming let's let's go with ashley first here oh. or todd okay. yeah go go ahead, go, go go <laughs> Todd, you take it away. I was going to. Okay. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I think in like the next six months to a year, you're going to start seeing a lot of companies. You're going to see a new role open up in companies, which is specifically going to be like a creator role. Whereas like, you know, before we may have had like a social media manager or something like that. Um, and then their job was to go out and find subject matter experts. I really think like companies are going to either go on the platform and find someone who is really good and hire that person, or they're going to find a creator in some other industry or, or, you know, whatever that's, that's just really good at TikTok. And then they're going to hire them specifically for that. Um, somebody that can actually like stay on top of trends and is, you know, proficient with, with using all the features on the, on the platform. I think that's going to be something that, that we're going to start seeing a lot more of. So probably something consumers brands have already done, right? Yeah, for sure. It's like, it's almost like the internal influencer rather than like before as a creator, like if you wanted to actually make money, you, you pretty much had to like go off on your own and, you know, either try to, you know, do the influencer thing or make a YouTube channel or something like that. Whereas now companies are, are actually like starting to pay creators what, what they're worth. Cause they're seeing the value that they bring. I'm here for it. What, what about you, <laughs> Ashley? <laughs> what yeah, you I'm here for it too. Uh, one thing that I am seeing and I think we'll continue to see is a lot of other social platforms are really set up nicely for advertising uh, to make it feel natural and impactful. 
TikTok is, is unique. And I think that in order to really see results from TikTok, you need to invest organically above paid, especially the way that the advertising platform is set up right now. Uh, so I think that's going to be a bit of a mind shift for a lot of B2B marketers is to have to rely on the organic side a lot heavier than other platforms. So I think that's something just to keep in mind is, and, and it also just needs to feel natural too. It needs to be something that you would enjoy seeing on the platform because that's why people are going to TikTok. Um, you know, are they looking for uh, education? Are they looking for, um, you know, fun, things like that? So I think that's just something to keep in mind as, you know, the future of TikTok keeps growing. I'll round it out here. I think this goes really nicely to Todd's prediction. Um, I think that this is, if, if I were in college right now, um, this is something that I would consider if, if I'm, if I'm interested in content creation, marrying a blend of like business with performance arts, like there's mm-hmm. so much you can learn about script writing, um, comedy, drama, you know, just having that like solid foundation in performance arts and marrying it with like a business or a marketing background. Like, in my opinion, if this is like the future is like what Todd is saying, like these open roles will be these full-time content creators. Um, Like that's a path I would really consider because so much of it is knowing how to tell a compelling story, knowing how to like play different characters and really like transform yourself into, you know, a a true personality. Um, So I think for all those people that are like interested and maybe they had that passion and like didn't see a potential career path with a straight performance arts degree. Like this is something that could be useful or, or we might maybe see more of, or see like that college curriculum change a little bit. Um, I mean, I have a five-year-old and I, I feel like, you know, she's <laughs> going to be a content creator one day. She already wants to do YouTube <laughs> channels and she's made some guest appearances. So I'm always like, as a mom thinking like what's next in the next like 15 years. And, um, that's my, my sort of like big picture, um, projection. I I love that. I think you can even take advantage of that today. You know, if you're really wanting to make a splash as a brand on TikTok, hire someone with those talents. You know, it might not look like the normal candidate, you know, on paper, but you could really see some results with those skill sets right there. So I really like that you called that out. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Diversity too. And in, in hiring, yeah. like you're getting, you're bringing all sorts of skills to the table and um, blending that art and science together, which is the best part of marketing, you know? <laughs> Agreed. Um, well, I know we could talk about this for, for hours. We're all really passionate. Um, we'll probably regroup in the future. Um, but I want to thank you both for, for jumping on here with me and, uh, Look forward to the feedback on this topic from everyone. Awesome. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks for setting it up, Allison. Bye. Bye.